Okay, so we're at the very bottom of the cuff. Hey, I'm the bet. The last line will hit the uh, the next parak, the next and final parak. And as you'll notice, again, a very, very long Mishnah. So we'll uh, get through part of it. And uh, we'll be continuing next week. The Gemara says at the bottom, Masa Vigazu Tani below, they made a, a, a Tanit. Gemara says, uh, and they said Halal after they went home. The point was that they said Halal, but only after they went home and ate. So Gemara says, Venema Halal Meikara. Why don't they say Halal from the beginning? Like, why, why are they saying Halal only after they go home? So, interesting point here. Abai Barab, Dharma Tavai, both Abai and Rabba said, you only say hala on a satiated soul and a full belly. Okay? As Rashi says here, And he gives lechem the whole basar. It's a thing. It's, it's more pleasant to say the halal uh, when you're satiated. Kamara says, Aini, is that so? Vehara Papa Iktolabe Kanishto de Abi Gubar, Vigazar Taniviar Dulam Shamim, Abhatsovi Amar Halel, Vehakashlu Vehashatu. So how does it make sense? Because Rapapa, he visited the Bay Kanesh of a place called Abi Gubar, or the name of the person, I think, and they declared a Tanit, and the rain came down before Khatsod, and they said Halal, and then they went home to eat and drink. So it was the opposite of what our Mishnah says to do. So Kamara ends the paragraph on a very wild line. Says Shani bnei Machoza shichrut. It's different than Machoza because there, there's a lot of drunkenness around. So they knew that if you go home to eat, they're gonna get drunk and they're not gonna be able to say hello. Okay, so in that situation, what you gotta do? You have to say hello first. But the normal circumstances, you say uh, you say hello after eating drinking. How do the last say your time So that's into the third parak. So after the Shmaya. Okay, we're moving on to the fourth parak. Uh, the fourth parak that you'll see the main Mishnah is talking about. The idea of what we'll call ma'amadot, we'll get into. And some of that say koanim, we'll get into some of that stuff. And then the end, or the middle of the Mishnah, will transition into what probably most of us thought Masakatani is about, is the major fast days, or the minor fast days that we have in commemoration of the Beit HaMikdash. Uh, okay, so that's what we'll do now. So we'll, uh, let's go, let's look at this. Koanim nosim et kapehem arba pamim bayom. Okay, I will say, one of the things in this Mishnah is the punctuation is very tricky. Okay, so if I make a couple of mistakes, uh, I apologize in advance. Okay, um, the, the Mishnah says like this. Three prakim means times in this case. Three times of the year, kohanim raise their hands. So that really means they do prakat kohanim four times a day. Okay, so I mean, this, this is a hard time to do that, right? There's three times where there's four prakat kohanim in a day. B'shacharit, b'musaf, b'mincha, u'bini ilah she'arim. Okay, the first two, whatever, shacharit, musaf, mincha, and ni'ilah, ni'ilah. Okay, that's the, those are the four times. Here are the three days. Bitaniot. So it doesn't really mean literally three days. It means three types of days. Fast days, you do it. Bitma'amadot. We'll talk about ma'amadot are. And biyomakipurim. Okay, those are the three times. Okay, and that's, by the way, this Mishnah is one of the, one of the sources, certainly. The idea that on, on uh, Yom Kippur, we, uh, especially in Eretz Yisrael, in uh, Chutzah, you don't have it, but in Eretz Yisrael, we try to get to, uh, to Berkat Kohanim. Uh, in Ni'ila before Shkia, so we can do Begah Kohanim, because you see it's in the Mishnah itself. Okay, now it says as follows. Elohim Ma'amadot. These are the Ma'amadot. What is a Ma'amadot? The Fisha that Mark the Pesach says, Sa'avet b'nei Yisrael at Korban Yilachmi. The Pesach says in Parsha Pinchas, since we read this by Korban Tamid, we read this on Rosh Chodesh, right? Kamem b'nei Yisrael, right? At Korban Yilachmi, my Korban. Now, the implication of the Pasuk, as the Mishnah understands it, is that we're telling B'nai Yisrael to bring the Korban Tamid, and it means it's an, an obligation to every person. Everyone has the obligation. 
How can it be that a person's korban is being offered and he's not standing over? He's not in presence, right? Like, how can it be that I bring a korban to the Beit Mikdash and I'm not at the Beit Mikdash? But it physically it's impossible. You can't have all of Bnei Israel every single day be at the Beit Mikdash. That can't be the instruction. So he mishmarot. Okay, so the the, uh, the early Nevi'im instituted 24 watches, okay? And that was for the Kohanim. We talked about that before. The Kohanim were divided into different watches, and then each of them has about two uh, two weeks a year when they're serving the Beit HaMikdash. Al-Kol Mishmar Mishmar Hayam Ma'amad B'Yerushalayim Shalkonim Shalavim Shalayim And for every Mishmar, there was a Ma'amad. Ma'amad literally means like standing. There's like a, a group of people who would be present, meaning you have, so in total you have Kohanim, you have Levi'im, you have Yisraelim, at the Beit HaMikdash every day. So Ma'amadot are basically the, the, the Israelite, like the Yisraelim equivalent of the Mishmar of Kohanim. What are they actually doing? So we'll say, Higiyaz man Mishmar la'alot, when it's the time for the Mishmar to go to the Mikdash, Kohanim belivim olim Yerushalayim, the Kohanim belivim go to Yerushalayim, V'Yisrael Shabbat, to Mishmar mitkatsim la'arehem, that the Yisraelim and that Mishmar would gather in the cities. Now, it is worth pointing out, that's not totally true, meaning that the, um, there were people, Yisraelim, also who would go to the Beit HaMikdash itself. But saying, in addition to that, there was also gatherings in the cities themselves. The Korim the Maseh Breshit, and what they would read in the Torah was Maseh Breshit. Okay, notice the parentheses part, we'll read it though. The people of the Ma'amad would fast four days of the week, Monday through Thursday. They wouldn't fast on Friday because of Shabbat. They didn't fast on Sunday, so they didn't leave this time of like like rest and enjoyment, like physical enjoyment, to a, a situation of like being worn out and fasting, and they'll die, God forbid. And it's like not good to go from the ex- one extreme to another extreme. Okay, what would they do in terms of the reading? So every day they would basically read from two of the days of the creation story. So first day they read Breshit, which is the first, and then Bayirakia, which is day two. But Okay, so that would be uh, heavens, and Yikavuamayim, the other one that would gather into one place. So the third day they read about the, the Mayim and also the heavenly bodies. means that the water should be filled with like uh, fish. That again, the fifth day, they read about the water becoming full and also the land starting to grow with trees and things like that. And the sixth day, which is when all the animals were created. And then finally, which is Shabbat. Okay, so over the course of those days, Excuse me, the six days you have the reading of the whole Maaseh um, Now, what are the rules? Parsha Gdola Karina Tabishnaim, Vaksna Biachib. A large parshia, okay, a, uh, a large group, uh, uh, excuse me, a, a parshia, like a, a section of Tsukim that was larger, and let's say six Tsukim or more, would have two aliyot. So, as we, uh, we know, three, uh, minimum three Tsukim per aliyah, and a smaller one would have one person. They would do that, but Shacharit uh, Musaf. They would do that in Shacharit and in Musaf. Okay, that's when they would. Uh, that's when they would do it. Uh, let me just confirm that's the correct uh, punctuation. I think that's correct, but uh, yeah. Okay. Then ube mincha nichnasim v'korin alpihem. At mincha they would gather together again, but they would read be'alpeh without reopening the Torah. Kikorin et shmah, like the way we read the shmah. The same way we say the shmah, just like you know, we don't read the shmah from the Sefer Torah. We just recite it. They would also recite that particular reading, but just be'alpeh. Erev Shabbat b'mincha lo yu nichnasim. They would not get together on Erev Shabbat at mincha. Uh, because they take for the Shabbat, okay? Because I guess you're preparing for Shabbat, you don't have time to like you know have leaning. Furthermore, kol yom shishi, sorry, kol yom shiyesh bo halel in ma'amad b'shacharit. 
Okay, if there's if there's gonna be um, halil, then you don't do the ma'amad in uh, shacharit. Okay. Yeah. Korban Musaf is a day that has a Korban Musaf in the Ni'ilah. There's no, uh, we don't do the Kriya in, uh, or Hala in the Ni'ilah. We don't do Hala in the Ni'ilah. One second. Um, yeah, the Kriya. Korban Itzim, we have a Korban Itzim, which is an offering of wood, which really we'll, we'll talk about in a sec, but it means they would bring uh, wood as a donation to the Beit HaMikdash that you could use on the Mizbeach, on the altar. Then in the Mincha, the Rebbe Kiva. Rebbe Kiva says we don't have in that situation at Mincha as well. Amrlo ben Azai, ben Azai said to him, Kachayav Rabbi Yeshua Shoneh, Rabbi Yeshua taught it all differently, Korban Musaf, um, one second, uh, how do you say it? Yeah, Korban Musaf in the Mincha, that there was a, a Musaf, there's not in Mincha, Korban Itzim in the Ni'ilah. Okay, but according to the it wouldn't be in the Ila. So it's a little different from what we saw there, as opposed to, right? Um, and then we said, Chazar Rabbi Kiva Liyoshonek Ben Azai. And Rabbi Kiva took it back and he agreed with that. Okay, so a little bit of a switcheroo there, that uh, again, if there's a Musaf, if there's a Korban Musaf, they wouldn't do the, uh, the Kriya Mincha, Korban Eitzim, they wouldn't do it in the Ila. Okay, now, Zman Atzei Kwanim Ve'am, Tisha. The time of the wood offering uh, for the, of the Kohanim and the people are nine. Okay, meaning there were nine occasions uh, where individual like families would bring wood as a donation to the Mikdash. This is both a donation and a privilege. Yeah, it's like an opportunity you're able to bring it, but also it's something like you're donating. Um, and there are specific days and specific families. Be'echad Nisan and the first of Nisan, B'nai Arach ben Yudah. Be'estrim Tammuz, the Shadi Tazan, B'nai David ben Yudah. On the seventh of Av, ben Rachav. ben Benjamin. You notice that Av is getting a lot of them, right? It's like rapid fire. right? We call two Av, Okay. And with them, you have the Kohanim and Levim as well. The and anybody else who was not like made a mistake or wasn't sure about their um, about their sheva, about their tribe, okay. Uh, and ubnei gunve eli ubnei kotik siot What this means is these are those it's descendants. This is what it says here: descendants of those who deceived the authorities with a pestle, like a mortar and pestle, and the descendants of those who packed dried figs. Okay, and the Gemara will get into what those people are. But that's the, the, the reality. Be'estrimbo, continuing Av, the 20th of the month of Av, Bnei Pachat Moab Ben Yehuda. Okay, that's that. And then we switch out the month, Be'estrim Be'elul, Bnei Adin Ben Yehuda. I'm uh, partial to that one, that's my name in the, in the Mishnah. Are you excited about that? Okay, and they would bring uh, the, on the 20th of Elul. Um, now, one second. Uh, yeah, Be'echad Be'teveit, on the 1st of Teveit, Shavu Bnei Parush Shnia. The Bnei Parush would come back a second time. Okay? And then, one second. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And also, Okay? But also, the first of Tevet, worth noting, even though it's Rosh Chodesh, there was no Ma'amad, or because Rosh Chodesh, there was no Ma'amad, Shayabu Halo. Because there was the Halo. The Korban Musaf, and also Musaf. The Korban Etim, and Korban Etim. So, since they had all these things, Halo, Musaf, and Korban Etim, there was no Ma'amad on that day. One thing that's worth noting, I would just say, in terms of the dates of the, um, of the different Ma'amad, of the, of the Korban Etim, is that virtually all of them are in the summertime. Right? You have Nisan as the first one. You jump to Tammuz, Moser, and Av. You get one in Elul, 
and then you ship, skip ahead once in Tebet. I assume that the reason both are in, most in the summertime is because that's when it's dry season, you're going to get better, better wood that way. And it's worth noting. Okay, you notice the next one, we're not going to read it now. The next one is Chabishat Vremir Uut Abutem Shivasa The next one is that the five things that happen in Shivasa Bartamuz. So we'll pause here because that's really the next stage of the Mishnah. We'll continue with that. Bezat Hashem uh, next time. Shikoyach.